Shabbat Shalom, portion of Noah, the water, the water, the water of Noah. We read about the story of Noah that all the kids love, but we're actually also going to encounter it in the book of Isaiah, chapter 54, verse 9, where it says, To me, this is like the days of Noah when I swore that the waters of Noah would never again cover the earth. Water of Noah? You think he loves the credit, to take credit about the destruction of the world and connecting the water with Noah? For what we know, he is the righteous person. The portion actually starts by telling us he was a righteous person. We know that God gave him the mission to save the world. We know that he's going to work hard and to build this ark. And he's going to try to take a fraction of humanity, the animals, with both of them, man and wife, you know, male and female, into the ark and try to develop a new world. Why the book of Isaiah gave him such bad credit? The water of Noah? Many people. Many rabbis and sages try to answer these questions. Why give him a credit that he doesn't want to accept? He doesn't want to have any connection with the water, with the nonstop rain. The flood. The Midrash explains something beautiful. And he says as follow, Dear Noah, I chose you, God says. You were a righteous person indeed. And because of that, I decided to save you and your family. We knew that your kids are going to follow your path. Not so great, actually. You're going to have the decency to build the ark and do what I ask you to do. So why give him the credit? God says to Noah, you were building this for so many years. And you knew that the world is going to be destroyed. Why didn't you pray for the people? If you would pray for the people, not only build the ark and taking care of what I said, if you would think about others and you would pray for them, I might cancel the decree. This is a very big criticism Noah receives. You can be a great person. You can have a great family. You can do everything right. But if you are not there for your friends, for your community, for others, and you don't pray for them and you don't connect with them, maybe you're not the leader God is asking you to be. A person that is being called a righteous is something really rare in the Bible. We don't read about so many people that are righteous. But righteous, without praying, without caring for others, is somebody that we don't want to give credit to. A leader that we're going to encounter in week next week and the other in the story of Abraham is someone that does not only care about his spiritual growth or his family or anything that only God asked him on a personal note. He thinks about others. He thinks about the community. He thinks about the greater good of the society around him. This is a word of criticism 
that is behind the lines in the story of Noah. We usually don't see that, but it's going to be very strong in the end of the portion when we're going to see a tower of people scattered away from everywhere, getting to build this big, big, big tower to the sky. God does not kill them. He just scatters them all over the place. Because if you did something bad in building the tower and wanting to fighting me, at least you did it together. You brought people together and you joined them in a force for important cause. It's a bad cause. But the togetherness here is the important part. When we're thinking about Noah, we're thinking about Abraham, this is where the difference lies. Difference between a righteous person and a righteous person who thinks about the greater good. Shabbat Shalom.